Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? The louder your hand clap, the bigger your breakthrough. I'm telling you, the louder your hand clap, the bigger your breakthrough will be. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to Jesus. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity in your presence. Speak your word to us. Send forth your spirit. Minister life to us in the name of Jesus. Let everybody under the sound of my voice be transformed by your word and by your spirit. We give you glory. We give you praise. Lord, we curse the evil one, the works of the Antichrist. We curse it in our midst right now in the name of Jesus. Let your word have free course. Let every life be advanced. Let every life move forward. Let every life be transformed in the name of Jesus. Let nobody here leave this place the same. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Say your loudest, Amen. amen. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Can I hear you say, Wow. Wonderful. I believe God has something special for us this morning. And if you are ready, I believe the Holy Spirit is also ready. So let us roll. Ephesians chapter number 1 is a piece of scripture we want to read. Ephesians 1, the Bible says, Paul, an apostle. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Ephesians 1 verse 1. Paul. I can't hear you. Many of you are reading in Zulu, so I can't hear. Let's flow. Paul. To the saints, which are in Peter Marisberg, in Christ Jesus. Verse 2. Grace. Receive grace right now in the name of Jesus. Grace be to you. Wonderful. Verse number three. Blessed be who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the word of God. Great. Today, perhaps I'll bring my series. Don't say all like that. You you don't know what's coming next. God always has something good for us. 
All right. So I've been sharing with you a closer walk with Jesus, how to walk closely with Jesus. And this piece of scripture, Paul is telling us that he's writing this letter to the saints which are at Peter Myersburg, which are in KwaZulu-Natal, which are in South Africa, the saints. You can just replace Ephesus with you. So Paul is writing this letter to us. He says, I'm writing to those who are faithful in Christ Jesus. I wish you grace. I wish you peace. I told you some weeks before, a little grace and a little peace. It's all you need in your life. Grace is God helping you. And peace is God keeping things quiet around you. Hallelujah. David could not build the temple of God because he was at war all throughout his reign. But Solomon had peace all throughout his reign so he could build the temple. You can't build when you don't have peace. You can't build your life when you don't have peace. You can't build your marriage when you don't have peace. We can't build the church when we don't have peace. So here Paul is telling us that God is coming to help you and he's also going to give you peace. So that we can work for him. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. Now I explain to you that these spiritual blessings do not refer to cars, houses, jobs, um, shoes, nails, etihus, etihu. Uh-huh. It doesn't refer to any of this. It's, those are physical blessings. But he says, God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. And these spiritual blessings refer to the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, what the gospel, what we need to grow up spiritually. Hallelujah. Now, why do we need to grow spiritually? Because when we don't grow up spiritually, we cannot walk with God. Can you imagine everywhere God is going with you, you are a baby, he has to be carrying you. Every day you are at his back. And can, then you rather say that you are tired. You that you are being carried. And say, uh, God, I'm tired. Look, this I've seen before. A mother carrying the baby at the back. Then the baby started to complain that the baby is tired. I'm tired. So me that I'm carrying you, what is happening to me? But what do what you do? What do you do? Do you get it? So Paul is saying that God has blessed us with these spiritual blessings to help us to grow spiritually so that we can walk closely with him. Peter puts it this way. He says he has given us, he has given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. So God has given us all the things we need to have a good life and also be godly. To be godly. So we started to look at how to develop yourself spiritually or how to grow spiritually. And in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul shares with us three important keys that we need in our lives to grow up spiritually. So he said, let's start from verse 8. He said that, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Hallelujah. So I said, the first thing you need in your life to develop spiritually are the, 
is to make use of the gifts that God has given to us. The gifts. Make use of the gifts that God has given to us. Pastor, what are these gifts? Do you have the NIV there? You by chance, you don't have the NIV. Okay, verse 11. Just switch to verse 11. This, you see, 9 and 10, they are just in bracket. They are explaining who is giving the gifts. That's why I asked for the NIV. Because the NIV, verse 11 says, And Christ gave some. Or, and he, Christ, gave some. So, it's showing who gave the gifts. Now, verse 11 explains the gifts that God has given to us. It says, and he gave some apostles. These are the gifts. Not mobile phones. He didn't give some mobile phones. Or give some cars. Or an iPad. Or a tripod. No. The gifts that God gave to us. With these are the spiritual gifts he's talking about. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Why did he give us pastors? Why did he give us teachers? Why did he give us these gifts? Verse, verse, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He said, the reason why he's giving us pastors, he's giving us teachers, he's giving us prophets, he's giving us evangelists, is to mature. The word perfecting is the word maturing, to mature the saints. You and I are the saints. And God is maturing us. He's making us perfect. He's making us complete. Through these pastors and prophets. Many a time I read the Bible, I don't understand what the Bible is saying. I read so many, especially if you, if you are used to reading the King James Bible. You read the verse, you don't know what it means. Stop looking at me as like, oh, pastor, you are not spiritual. You too, do you understand everything you read in the Bible? Okay, let me give you a scripture. That Death, as death fly causes the oil of apothecary to send forth a, sink, a stinking smell, so that a, that a man is fully. Do you understand what it means? Do you even, even some of the words, you don't understand the English before you now have to understand what the Bible is saying. So why are you looking at you and saying, hey, pastor, where now? Hmm. Yeah, what is apothecary? Do you know apothecary? Yeah, so don't start. But the same thing that when I read, I don't understand. When I hear my pastor preaching about it, then I start to wonder, oh, really? This is what the Bible is trying to say. Sometimes I even ask myself, why didn't the Bible just say it this way so that I can also understand? When I read the books that these prophets, pastors, evangelists have written, then I now understand what the Bible is saying. Through their ministry, through their writings, through their preachings, then I'm growing up. I'm growing up. I'm understanding what the Bible is saying. That's why many people say, I want to sit at home and read the Bible for myself. They don't go. They don't amount to anything spiritual. Nothing. Nothing. So, why do I need to go to church? I'll sit at home and read the Bible for myself. We have been waiting for them to manifest. Bible said the whole world waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. We have been waiting for their manifestation. We have still not seen it. It's been many years. We have still not seen it. When I come and sit down, I hear my pastor preaching. I listen, I'm at home. I listen to my pastor preach. I watch the video. I, I, I begin to understand the things 
This week, prophet has taken his time to explain to us extensively why you need to have a pastor, why you need to have a prophet, why you need to have a... You see, I, I am so amazed. The way he took his time to even explain. Because I was wondering, verse 11, go back to verse 11. Verse 11 should have just said, and he gave pastors. But the Bible listed them one. But I've always wondered, why did he have to list all of them? Well, are they not the same thing? No. This week, prophet explained to us what an apostle does in your life. He explained to us what a prophet does in your life. He explained to us what an evangelist does in your life. What a teacher, what a pastor. They're all different things. Jeremiah 3. It's God who gives you a pastor. You don't choose a pastor. Yeah, God gives you a pastor. God orchestrates events such that they all come together, then you get a pastor. So when God gives you a pastor, I say, oh, this my pastor is too short. I prefer a, a pastor who's shorter. Short people are more stable. You know, you never see a short man fall down. Do you, do you know that? Because they're already on the ground. They never fall down. So I prefer a shorter pastor. He's more stable. After these tall guys, no. God chooses a pastor for you. 15, 315. Why does God choose a pastor? I will give you pastors according to my own heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Verse 16. 16. 16. And it shall come to pass when you are multiplied. When you have a pastor in your life, you, you multiply, you increase, you progress, you go forward. It shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased in the land. In those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it, shall it come to mind. Neither shall they remember it. Neither shall they visit it. Neither shall that be done anymore. Verse 17. Let's go on. At the time, they shall call Jerusalem the throne of God. When God has given pastors after his own, they will call Jerusalem the throne of God. And all nations shall gather into it in the name of the Lord to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk anymore after the imaginations of their evil heart. When you don't have a pastor, you walk after the imagination of your evil heart. And mind you, we are all evil. All of us. If you like, just close your eyes for two. For, for three seconds, you see that the amount of evil that will pass in front of you. Just if like, just close your eyes. Hey, keep, it's better. Keep your eyes open because now that your eyes are open, you only see the pastor. It's better. Yeah, and Proverbs 4.25 says, let thy eye look straight before thee. So just open your eye and look for it straight. It's better. We are all evil. It says, when you have a pastor, you will stop to follow the evil imagination. I see people, they despise their pastor. They, it, it, it's funny. You are just destroying yourself. So make use of the gifts. Bible says, verse 13, let's go back, Ephesians 4. Bible says, when you, you make use of the prophets, the pastors, the teachers that God himself has selected for you, oh, you will no longer be a baby. 14 says, that ye henceforth be no longer children. Tossed to and fro. When you don't make use of the gift, God, you are just tossed to and fro. Any teaching, any doctrine, you just hear somebody teaching something on Facebook. You don't even know the person. You have not seen the fruit of the person. Then you are following it. 
And today, because of social media, everybody can say anything to anybody anywhere. Anyhow. Yeah, they say anything on Facebook. You see, so, wow, it sounds clever. It sounds intelligent. Then you are swayed by it. It's just meant to toss you to and fro, to and fro. You just be going in circles. I know Christians who got born again with us many years. And mind you, I got born again 26 years ago. Men who got born again with us, they've just been moving to. I, I, they are That's how they are Christian. Their Christian life is etihu. Yeah. I know a guy. Look. When I got born again, he was the first type of church member who could operate in the spirit. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's like, you, you know, usually it's the pastors that lay hands on people, then they fall down. Some of them vomit frogs, horses, depending on their size, you know. But, but this guy, he was a church member just like me. I play soccer with him in the area. But when he, we come, so just brothers in the air, let's pray together. And he starts to speak in tongues. Even when you hear the tongues, when you listen, you say, ah, where was I when they were laying hands on us for us to receive the Holy Ghost? Why didn't I receive this type of Holy Ghost? You listen to the tongues. I said, hey, what will do? What will do? What will do? Yeah. Those of you who joined our prayer last week, when you hear Reverend David speaking the tongues, look, you will see that these are real tongues, not your own. Ma, 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 ma. Please stop that rough there. Stop, stop. You see, I said I'm trying to finish the series today, so don't tempt me. This boy, look, we will all be praying. Oh. We are all just learning to pray. Colixo, then he will lay hands on us, then we'll be falling under the power. Hey! I used to say to myself, if at this small age he's so anointed, then when he grows. Yeah. But don't be deceived. C3 will not grow to become C4. No! We see a Maurice Minor, you see the way he's driving on there. When it grows, it will become a TLB. Who told you? No, don't bring yourself. Look, one day he went for a program. And then a man of God took off his tie. And threw it on him. And he fell under the power. He said, oh, now he has seen his calling. He's going after. That's the man of God that God has called for him. I mean, a famous man of God. A proper man of God. Not this type of man of God that you can't see their level. Proper man of God. He came to town to have a program in town. Which we all went for. It's like we are here in Benny. When I was in Port Elizabeth, Benny Hinn came. I went for it. I went for it. I took you for it, right? Yeah. I took you also for it, right? Yeah. I went for it. So can you imagine? Benny Hinn is praying. Then he throws a, 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 a white handkerchief in my direction. I said, I'm going to follow Benny Hinn. This is what happened to this guy. Up to today, he's nothing. Yeah, up to today, he's nothing. He left his God-giving pastor. And he went to follow a, a tie. A tie. A tie from T.M. Lewin. Because this man of God came from, from, from the UK. T.M. Lewin tie. Took off the T.M. Lewin tie. Boom! Ah! My God, my God. Look, no matter what we said to him, he won't listen. He's following this tie. Up to today, he's following the tie. He's, uh, I don't think he's even in church today. I don't think he's even born again today. 
It's unfortunate. His name is on my lip like that. It's unfortunate. May you stay with the man of God that God has appointed for you to pastor you, to grow come steadily. It doesn't come by, I throw a towel on you. Hey. Oh, I throw a blanket on you. It's like member. So throw a blanket on you, boom, then that's it. Sometimes it's not even power that makes you fall down. Number two, number two, number two, number two. I said key number one is follow the gifts. Make use of the gifts that God has given to you. And these gifts are your pastors, your prophets, your teachers, your evangelists. And then there's one, I forgot, apostles. Number two. Number two, I said truth. Expose yourself to truth. Verse 15. Expose yourself to the truth. It says, speaking the truth in love may grow into him in all things which is the head, even Jesus. You see, after each of the points, he talks about growing. He talks about, after each point, he says growing. When he talked about the gift, he said, to perfect you. Now he's talking about speaking the truth. He says that because, so that you will grow into Christ, to be, you will grow up to become like Jesus. And I said, as Christians, we must expose ourselves to the truth. Now speaking the truth here doesn't refer to telling lies. Because when you read 26, it says, wherefore putting away lying. I know Christians lie. I mean, if you have been a Christian for a while, 26 or 25, one of them. But if you have been a Christian for a while, you see that Christians lie. Look, when you talk to people, they tell you what is politically right. Do you get it? If you meet a girl at a nightclub, you ask her, do you drink? She will say, yes, I drink. Because people who go to the nightclub drinks. They drink. Do you get it? It's, it's right. If you meet that same girl in church, she said, do you drink? She will say, no. So not even Coca-Cola, no. Not even water, No. No, 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 I don't drink. Yeah, it's, a, it's based on the location. Sometimes people tell like there's no consequence. You ask when? So, last year, meanwhile, it was last month. But because it sounds right when it's last year, they'll tell you it's last year. I know, so that's not what I'm talking about. If, I, if God gives us life, I, get, I will come to wherefore putting away lying. Speak every man through to his neighbor. I'll come to it. I'm not at it now, so... All liars, you are free for today. You are spared. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, a little grace has found you. But I'm talking about exposing yourself to the truth. Being told the truth. Many of us enjoy being told nice things. So, you are looking nice. Your head is very round. Yeah, we are happy. Oh, you, do, you, do, you are doing very well. That's what we like. But we don't want to hear the truth that hurts. The truth that hurts. Meanwhile, that's what will improve your life. It says that may grow into him in all things. Verse 15, bring it back. Look, some of the truth it hurts. But that's what will make you increase. Yeah. I mean, some, somebody, look, it's not easy to tell somebody that you are smelling. I mean, it's not an easy thing. If you have a friend who can tell you when you are smelling that you are smelling, you are blessed. But many people can't tell. It's not easy because people, people fight the truth. 
So when you come to church, we are preaching. We are saying the truth. If it applies to you, you just take it for yourself. You take it, put it in your pocket. You keep smiling in the service. Nobody will see that this one is personal. When you go home, then you go and use it. Fortunately, now the government says we should wear a mask. So we can't even see your face. So you just take it coolly. When you go home, you go and use it to change your life. Yeah, change your life. Or else you will not improve. And we must love them too. You see, I, I talked about it extensively. I wish I don't have to even go. Some people don't use deodorant. Or do not know how to use deodorant. Look, until recently, when we see we hug each other, look, it's not sometimes the power, the, the, the sometimes the, the, look, the body evaporates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, when you, oh, hello, welcome to church. Look, the, the, the power that will hit you, you ask yourself, what will do? What will do? What do you do? Yeah, you have to take it like that and take it as a man. I'm telling you. Some people apply deodorant on their shirts. If we tell you now, you can easily get angry. Yeah. Everybody must use deodorant. I started to teach my children to use deodorant from when they were small. When they had not started to sweat, the sweat that has ammonium, that has all these chemicals. I said, learn it now. Or else you grow up and become like a guy I know. No deodorant. Yeah. Look, when they lift up their hands like that, the power, you will fall under the power. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Apply deodorant on your shirt. You don't do that. You apply it to, at your armpit. Put the deodorant here. Why? Now, let me tell you something that will surprise many of you. Deodorant. You see, how many of you know the number line? You both need deodorant and perfume. Good. Deodorant is to fight the bad smell that your body produces naturally. God made it like that. Don't blame the devil for this one. God made it like that. That your body, when you perspire, when you sweat, it brings these gases, these chemicals out. It's a chemical reaction. Do you get it? Then you use the deodorant to bring it, to ameliorate the effect, to bring down the effect. Do you see? So it's like your body will take you to negative. Do you see? Then the deodorant will bring you to zero. Do you see? It's the perfume that takes you forward. But the perfume without the deodorant, you will still smell. That's even worse. I'll explain to you if I have time. It's worse because if you don't put deodorant and you put perfume, the smell is there. Then the, the, the beautiful smell of the perfume comes to mix with it. And usually when it mixes, it, it produces a certain reaction. It, it produces a certain reaction that is not acceptable. So when you, breathe, when, you, when you come close to somebody who doesn't use deodorant but has used a perfume, oh, you can easily throw up. Yeah, you can easily throw up. Even if they use a designer perfume, when it mixes with the armpit smell, it's like a, 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 
it gives a designer smell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So let us love the truth. Hallelujah. Many people don't love the truth. You don't want to hear the truth. Just, say, just, just tell me nice things so that emotionally I can be pampered. I told you last week, a lot of girls, their fathers have been called an angel, princess, uh, some of these exotic names, lady, 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 lady bed, um, um, darling. So when they grow up and they become a wife, they think that they are all that. Meanwhile, your behavior is really bad. Look, just as your mother will always love you. That's how a dad and a daughter is. No matter what you do, your father is happy. Because you are, it's a, there's a beautiful relationship between daughters and fathers. Don't take it to your husband's house. Don't take it, oh, you know, my father never shouted at me. You, some of you need to be shouted at. So that you sit up. Yeah, some of you need to be shouted. So some, some men are living in their homes having very bad experiences. When they were married, pam, 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 they thought they were going to have a pleasant experience because the father was saying, eh, angel, angel, oh, angel, my angel. Then you take the girl home, you realize that, hey, sure, you need an exorcist to cast it out. Some brothers are also a bad experience for their wives. Bad, very, very bad experience, but you don't want the wife to say it. Bad experience, rude, arrogant, improperly behaved. When you live with them at home, the wife is always praying that you will go out. You're always praying because when you are in the house, it's a bad experience. Brothers, start changing, start changing. If you are watching me at home, I'm speaking to you. Don't say I'm speaking to your neighbor. I am speaking to you. You are the one I'm speaking to. Oh, you know, Bishop is not speaking to me because I was not sitting there. I knew you were watching at home. That's why I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying. Love the truth. If we don't love the truth, eh, we will never improve. We will never change. We will never grow up in our work with God. Let me show you a scripture quickly, then I can go to my point for today. Because time is running now. First, Second Thessalonians, chapter number 2. Loving the truth will save your life, I'm telling you. Chapter number 2, first, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's read from verse like verse 8. Verse 8. Yes, and this, the Bible is talking about the Antichrist, the coming of the Antichrist. Says, and then shall, then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with, his spirit, with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Verse 9. It says, even him, now he's talking about that, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Next one. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. When you don't love the truth, you are just headed for destruction. Yeah, when you don't love the truth, you are just headed for destruction. One brother, he told me, when you are going into a fight and they keep telling you, don't fight, don't fight, it's okay, stop. And you say you fight. After a while, they leave you to fight. And then when they leave you, 
<laughs> you'll be beaten, you'll be tired, you'll be beaten because everybody who can come and stop the fight has left you. Because everybody has tried to pacify you, won't listen. Then go and be beaten. Yeah. I tell you this story. One, one, one couple, the man used to beat the woman. So one day, the woman had a quarrel with the neighbor's wife. And as they were quarreling, you know, they were horses, so. <laughs> as they were quarreling, the husband of the, the neighbor came out and came to say something to support his wife. So this man also came from the room and also came to say something. Then it became a fight between the two men. Then they, it became fisticles. Then the, the neighbor beat the, the wife bitter. Beat the wife bitter. So when they finish, I think two days later, the wife was doing something. Then he was coming to beat her. And she said, as for me there, you can beat me. But the neighbor will get you. <laughs> you wait till the neighbor comes out. Oh, beat, ask for me, beat me. But wait till the neighbor comes out. You will see what he will do to you. <laughs> now, these people were being destroyed. Why? Because they didn't love the truth. Many people don't love the truth. When they come to your pastor, says the truth. So we won't come to the church again. We have stopped the church. They don't want to hear the truth. And when you don't, you don't love the truth, you are headed for destruction. Verse 11, it will scare you. Look at verse 11. Look at it. It says, for this cause, because they don't love the truth, for this cause, God shall also send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. The next verse is even scary. Don't go there. Don't be in a rush. Let's stay with uh, the series. is not going to be able to finish today. It looks like that. It says, because they don't want to hear, you are being some way. You don't want your pastor to say that you are being some way. When your pastor tells you you are angry, you grow wings now, that means you are all over the place. Why did pastor say, why did pastor say, a pastor too, he's a human being, or he's also a man, he also has problems. What is he saying, what he's saying, why is he saying what he's saying for, what is he saying, what? No problem. What you will do? This is for the, God will allow you to believe in a strong delusion. You will think you are right. Nobody can convince you that you are wrong. Do you know the reason why nobody can convince you? God has allowed you to believe in a delusion. That you believe in a lie. Strong delusion. Yeah. You believe that you are a man when you are a woman. Strong delusion. Because they've done things that God has now allowed them to believe a lie. Yeah. Believe a lie. And when you believe the lie, you follow the lie. Follow the lie, and the lie is headed towards destruction. The church is very quiet. I don't know why. I don't know what I did this morning. But I also accept Revelation 8.1. The Bible said there was silence in heaven for half an hour. So I also accept silence. Believe a Tyler, believe a lie. Strong lie. Why would you God let you believe? Because you don't like the truth. Tell you the truth, then you become angry. Tell you the truth, you become your enemy. Look, Galatians 4.16 says, I might therefore become your enemy because I told you the truth. We tell you the truth that we have become enemies because we told you the truth. As a pastor, do you think that when I preach, my plan is to offend you to leave the church? 
when I'm trying to build a church, I'm trying to grow the church. You think that's my plan? I will preach a preaching that will suck you. He said, because I saw that you have done a blonde hair, I said, blonde hair girls are witches. You think I'll say something like that? Am I an idiot? Let me take off my jacket. Do, do I look like I... Look, my life's work, since I finished university, this is what I've been doing. I left London to come and do this. Why would I suck you from the church? Why would I do something to chase you out? And when I went, the way pastor was preaching, I'm sure it was me. When he saw me, then he started to, why? When I saw you, please, I didn't saw you. I was going to preach. I never saw you. I didn't saw you, as somebody said to me. I was going to preach what I was going to preach. You just happened to have come today. But God will leave you. Believe, believe a lie and go with that lie and run with that lie. Yeah, I've seen ladies say, this is the guy. I've chosen this guy. I can see from a distance, this guy is not going to marry you. You are one of 36 people. You, are, you, you happen to be number 36. And the list is continuing. And then, You say it now. That's why I always say that. Look, take advice. Before you fall in love. Because when you fall in love, you will never be able to take advice. Try advising a lady who is in love. Or try advising a guy who has money. These are two people, you can't advise them. And then the third is iPhone, iPhone users. You can't advise them. Yeah. Three main people you can't advise. Or number four, I can give you a fourth one. Do you want a fourth one? A toti with a gun. You can't advise him. Yeah. A girl who is in love. When you see the twinkle, look, you can't advise so I said, Look, listen, take advice now that you have not fallen in love. What is the advice you must take? The advice you must take is who to fall in love with, when to fall in love. Simple, you take it now. So when you fall in love, you don't need advice because you will not take advice. You will not. There's no way. My God. Kabashataya. I don't know why I'm talking. I'm not starting my preaching for today. I don't know why you guys are making it difficult. Yeah. Look, go back. To, where, where, where are you? Verse, verse, verse 12. 2 Thessalonians 12. 2 Thessalonians 2, 12. After God has allowed them to believe. Says, this, is, this is what God intends to do. That they all might be damned. Who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Sometimes God, I think uh, 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 Exodus 10, 12, 10, 11, or so, he said, so when God wants to destroy people, sometimes they have not sinned enough to qualify. But God is a just God. So sometimes they have not sinned enough to qualify for their destruction. So he allows them to believe a lie. Maybe you need to sin 10 times, but you are currently at number four. By your number four, it was so grievous that God has to deal with you. But you have not reached number ten. So he allows you to believe a lie so that you can, you can cap up the other six sins to reach the number ten to qualify for the destruction. To qualify for the destruction. Yeah, to consider something. Verse 12, where is it? No, not this one. Come to where we are. Don't be in a rush anyway. It says, that they all might be damned. We'll tell you something about your marriage. You won't listen. That they all might be damned. We'll tell you something about your academics. You won't listen. That they all might be damned. We'll tell you something about your health. You won't listen. That they all might be damned. We'll tell you something about your Christian life. You won't listen. That they all might be damned. Who believe not the 
pleasure in unrighteousness. So I'm young. I look, one mother, she told me, my daughter is young. Look, I've heard things, oh. In my few years of being a pastor, I've heard so many. One mother said her daughter was fooling around. Now, this was a very intelligent girl going to do matric, everything. Now, she started, she, I don't know who introduced her to boys. Now, she was, now, she was boying around, if you know what I mean. Look, I tried to speak to her. The mother called me. I went on visitation. The mother sat me down in the living room. I remember exactly. I saw the chest. Goma, goma chest with the shoulders big like that. Yeah. So when you sit in one chair, you look like Chief Butilese, big like that. Yes. I was sitting. And the mother talked to me. said, look, my daughter is young. Allow her. Allow her. She said, allow her to make her mistakes. That's what she said to me. Allow her. This girl is somebody who's getting ready, right? Matri, go to you. She told me my daughter is young. Allow her to make her mistakes. Fast forward, 10 years later, one day there was a new restaurant open. I told my wife, look, let's go and eat at this restaurant. It looks very nice. It looks very fancy. It looks like all the nice people are eating there. If we don't eat there, we won't look like the nice people. So let's go and look like the nice people. So I took my wife there. As we were sitting there waiting for the waiter to come, there came a waitress. Look, I mean, slim, small girl. So I mean, she was now looking like a box. Do you know a box? A box. Too. So she came boom, so, hello, may I take your order, please? Then I lifted up my head. Then the next thing I heard was, my pastor, I couldn't believe it. My pastor, I said to myself, I don't have a sheep in this place. So my pastor, I look at her face. Then I had to think quickly because when somebody says my pastor, you better remember her. You better remember him. God has made you their shepherd. You've got to remember them. So I thought quickly. I scanned through my hard drive everywhere. Deleted files. I brought everything. I recovered all of them. Went through. God went to the server. Went to the hard drive that is at home. Everything. Then I finally got to her file. Boom. Then I said, hello, how are you? It's so good to see you. How are you? Hey, who? Then I had to make an excuse. I said, can I have a glass of water quickly? Then she went and I told my wife, this is the girl whose mother said to us, allow my, my, my wife couldn't even remember. This is the girl whose mother said to us, let her make her mistakes. Today, my wife couldn't remember. She had now become just a waiter or a waitress, depending on where you went to high school. Damned and destroyed. Just there. Yeah. So she went to bring her colleagues. Please, let us take a picture. Please take a picture of me and my pastor. And I always look good. So I was looking good. And there she was like a box. Yeah. Took a picture. I said, this picture, if you post it on Facebook, you will reduce my share value. My share value will drop on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. It will drop. Yeah. My God. That's how her life had become. Nothing happened out of her life. Why? Her mother refused to hear the truth for her daughter. All I needed was her mother's support. Her mother's support so that we can guide this girl to take her study seriously. She was just a few months to matricule. Just take it and move to the next level. I have known people who had no intention of going to the university. A little pressure, a little helping, a little guiding of them. With the support from their parents. Today they are professionals. This girl had become a box. That they all might be damned. Which believe not the truth. Oh God. May you be here the truth. 
Now, last week I told the way the message has gone, I just have to finish with truth. Then next week. Last week I told you why people don't tell you the truth. John chapter 8. Why people don't tell you the truth. I think I just read that scripture and then we close. How many of you have been blessed so far? I know that, I mean, what you do, I mean, the way the message is, you can't easily raise your hands, but. do? John chapter 8. Not 18, 8. We are going to 32. Jesus said to them. 31. Jesus said, let's start from 31. I think 31 is nice. Even 30 is even nice. Yeah. And he spake these words, and many believed on him. 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Then the famous scripture which we all know is that, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Truth sets us free. Now, we are about to see the most shocking response to such a nice, I mean, if you are walking in town, at Liberty Mall, somebody says, oh, you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But look at their response. Hi, my God, my God, my God. My God, tell it to you, he says, and they answered him, we be Abraham's seed. We never and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? This was their response to the truth. How can you even say that we, we are Abraham's children? Now, sometimes, now, now also what happens is that people have clever sounding ideas and sayings. That when you tell them the truth, they used to fight the truth. You have totally gone off. But when we tell so we be Abraham's seed. Now, in Israel, Abraham is the greatest. Abraham is the father of Israel, basically, before, before Jacob came. So when they give you a response that we are Abraham's children, what else can you say? What you will do? What you will do? When you are trying to advise somebody and the person tells you that, Bishop, this said this, what again will you say? What will you say again? You just say, oh, okay, that's all. In this church, we have been taught to respect authority. So when, I, when, when you, are, you are on the ground, you are seeing practically what is happening to you. As soon as you say, hey, Bishop, 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 I talk to prophet. And you just keep quiet. I've seen a lot of our missionaries who have come. Once they throw in, I've talked to prophet. You just keep quiet. And watch them destroy themselves. Yeah, we are, there's nothing wrong with talking. I talk to prophet myself also. There's nothing wrong with talking to prophet. But whatever prophet has told you, I am on the ground. I have to implement it. I have to do it. You watch them. They just, the ministry, I've seen one that came maybe two years ago, three years. Still, we don't have members. After today. But if you, you try to advise that, you tell you I've talked to prophet. We are Abraham's seed. People have clever sounding ideas. They write it on Facebook when you see it. Wow. Look, don't be deceived by things that sound nice. It's not every truth that sounds nice. And the fact that something sounds nice doesn't mean that it's true. Ah! The fact that it sounds poetic doesn't mean that it's true. There are people who know how to put nice words together. For they to rhyme, they have a gift of rhyming. They should be teaching nursery schools. 
Yeah, teach them how to rhyme. Aspire to perspire to respire to require. Wow. It means nothing. You will look at it and say, wow, but it means nothing. Yeah, Keziah, you are my desire. I want to take you higher. You make me look like Isaiah. And say, wow, it's very powerful. What does it mean? Keziah, you are my desire. I want to take you higher. You make me feel like Isaiah. And then what? And then what? And then what? It sounds nice. So when you see it on Facebook, say, wow, number one, wow, it's nice. Oh, then you, you swallow it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Meanwhile, you don't know that all these things are meant. This deceivableness, you see, they are meant to just sweep off the simple and the shallow. But when you read the King James, does, does it sound poetic to you? When you read the Bible, does it sound like they are trying to rhyme? When God was speaking and man was writing, does it sound like... When, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of... <laughs> you shall have no other God but me. Does it look like it rhymes? How come you are so moved by things that rhyme? Are you into hip-hop now? Ah, shallow. Shallow Christians. Like it rhymes. Does it look like God is trying to play quieto music? Or, or there's another one. Gom, gom music. Something like that. Do you think God is, is, is gomming? It sounds nice. It sounds very, you know, it sounds very poetic. It rhymes. It flows. Then you, you, you have swallowed it. There are a lot of people saying things on Facebook and all these social media. They sound nice. They sound clever. But they are far from the truth. They are far from the truth. Far from the truth. Pastor, what is the truth? Stay with the Bible. Stay with the Bible. Don't stay with what I'm saying. Stay with the Bible. Stay with the Bible. Now, even the, the deceivableness has increased to the level they use the Bible to deceive you. Yeah, they just, you see, like this week, Prophet was explaining something. I, start to, I started to think of even my preaching. He said that, look, preach the Bible. So take the scripture and preach the scripture and explain the scripture. Don't, 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 don't take a theory or an idea, your idea. Then you start to look for scriptures to lace it, to lace the thing together so that when you throw a scripture, they go, wow, we saw it in the Bible. That's how people go astray. Just take the Bible. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Then you start to look at how do you know the truth? How does it bring freedom? That's it. Don't come up with how, how to set people free. So you are trying to find a scripture that backs your idea. Do you think God is trying to preach your idea? God has what he is preaching. You have to align with God and go with God. But you see them deceiving people on social media. Hey! Stay with the Bible. Look, I know that today when I finish it, nobody will come and say hello to me. But it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. I know. I can feel it. Thank God I brought my wife today. Last week, I didn't bring my wife. I brought my wife and children today. So they will by all means talk to me. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not worried at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week when I finished preaching, I went on visitation. Somebody told me, look, your message you preached last week, I don't like it at all. <laughs> 
I mean, she was joking, but I don't like it at all. I said, no problem. That's why I came to visit you, to pacify you. <laughs> what was I? Let's go on, let's go on, let's go on, let's go on. 34, 34, 34. Look at the argument. Sometimes when people tell you the truth, you start to argue. That's why people don't tell you the truth. Who, who told you, I've not had breakfast today. Do you think I want to have an argument with you? I might as well save my energy. The small that I have. I, know I don't have time to have an argument. Last week I was talking to a wife. I said, I saw something about your husband. I was not happy with it. I was coming to blast you, but you are fortunate. I went to sleep when I woke up. The anger has gone down. So I'm giving it to you as a caution. This is just first rating warning. I don't want to see it again. The person said to me, thank you that the anger has gone down. I will go and fix it. That's all. I said, if I see anything, you don't, don't give me a story. Don't say, oh, he did this. He didn't call me. I said, don't give me any story. If we see, I see it again. It's your fault. Just accept it. If you accept that, if it happens again, it's your fault. You will make sure it doesn't happen again. You'll make sure it doesn't happen again. And he didn't tell me. Why did God bring you into his life? If he was okay by himself, do you think God would have brought you into his life? Yeah, so when you tell somebody like that, that you, are always, you always want to tell the person the truth again. They just start to argue. He started to argue with Jesus. Then Jesus answers, very, very, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin, he was explaining why they are bound. So now, the whole truth that they are telling, now an explanation starts. He said, whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. You remember they were arguing with Jesus that we are Abraham's children. We are not bound. We, are ne- we don't need to be free. We are already free. He said anyone who, who commits sin is a slave of sin. He's a servant of sin. They said, hey, come back to a son. Yeah. And the servant hey. And the servant abided not in the house forever, but a son abided forever. Next one, I don't want to say anything. I know you know what I want to say, so I won't say anything. If a son therefore shall, if, if, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. He comes back to the first one he's telling them. If the son therefore shall make you free, you should, then listen to what they will say. 37. Oh. I know that ye are Abraham's seed. So he said, I agree with you. You are Abraham's seed. But ye seek to kill me. Why? Because my word has no place in you. That's why you, you say you are Abraham's seed. Yet you want to kill me. Me too, I'm Abraham's seed. Though. And you want, do you think you are really Abraham's seed? Because if you were Abraham's seed, you would not want to kill me. 38. I speak that which I have seen with my father. And you do that which you have seen. Your father is. If they are just taking the, the thing at 32, the script, this chapter would have ended at 33 or something. Now look at the way we are. It's like table tennis. You play to them, then they play to you. You play to them. Or long tennis. You play to them. They play to you, then you play from them. They play, then you play from under your leg. Like that. It's like Jesus has to develop his skills. And they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Yeah, they are still arguing. And Jesus said unto them, if Abraham, if you were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. All this is about not receiving the truth. Oh. 30, 30, 30, 40. <laughs> but now ye seek to kill me. A man that told you the truth. 
And that's why you tell people that too. They become, they be, look, they become you. They want to destroy you. They want to, I know people who are trying to destroy me because of the truth. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Unbeliever babble. I said unbeliever babble. Which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. 41. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. They are continuing to argue. So I tell people that they will argue with you. Uh, look, I've learned as a pastor not to argue with anybody. Yeah, I just tell you, when I say it, you start the argument, I start to agree with you. I will agree with you, cry, you'll be shocked. So, so later you say, oh, if the bishop said to me that it's a good thing, I was just agreeing with you. This is just by way of information. I just agree with you. Because I don't have time for argument. Plenty of back and forth, but the same thing, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Hey, what you are saying is the truth. Well done, clap for you. That's all. Let's go, let's go. We want to close, we want to go home. Yes. And Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. 43. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. 44. Ye are of your father the devil. You see, now the discussion has changed. You see, Jesus didn't have to tell them all these things. The reason why he told them these things was because they were arguing. Sometimes you are telling people that they only, so you now need to bring other facts. Yeah, you now need to bring other, if the other facts that destroy their reputation and destroy who they are, you have to now start bringing other evidence. You have to bring it out because they're arguing. If you are not arguing, we will not even find out that your father is the devil. But the argument makes Jesus, you are of your father the devil. And the last of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own. For he was a liar. And the father of it. And because I, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. The church is really quiet. Is there, is there? Okay, let's close. Let's close. Because, oh, the, the way the church is quiet. I, I want to go home safely today. <laughs> 46. <laughs> I'm sure those of you at home are also very quiet. I can see you. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you believe me not? Or why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Yea. Ye therefore hear them not. Because you are not of God. Look at how the discussion has degenerated into all kinds of things. Next verse. Then answered the Jews and said unto him. Say we not. Say we not well that you at a Samaritan and has a devil. Now they say, he's rather the devil. <laughs> he's rather the devil. No problem. And Jesus answered, I have not a devil, 
because I honor my father. This is one of the key ways you know when somebody doesn't, has an evil spirit. They start a fight with their father. It's not me, it's the Bible. Don't beat me after church, please. If you want to beat me after church, you don't talk to me. Go home, breathe a little. When you come Tuesday, your anger will go down. But this is what the Bible, Jesus is the one talking. It's in your Bible. It's not, my, it's not like my special Bible. You have a copy. He says, I don't have a devil. I honor my father. And he do this honor me. 50. We are almost finished. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judges. 51. Verily I say unto you, if a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. Now look at it. Another argument is going to start. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets and thou sayest, if a man keepeth my sayings, he shall never taste death. 53. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? 54. And Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. 55. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and I keep his stay and keep his sayings. 56. We are almost done. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Look at another problem that is going to come. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and thou hast seen Abraham? <laughs> Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. This one, they vexed them even more. 59. Then took they up stones. Look, when you tell the truth, sometimes even people can easily beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then took them up stones. When you go, go and read it in the NIV, a simple version, you will see the story. To cast at him. They, they said, we are going, this guy will beat him. Who will stone him. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them. And so passed. This is why people don't tell us the truth. Because of our reaction. Because of our arguments. Because no matter the evidence that is brought, you will have another argument. No matter, look, the truth is being said to you in black and white. You will say, why it is, is it not in color? Why is it not in color? You will come up with something. You will come up with something. So because of that, no truth. You, 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 you cut yourself off from the truth. And the Bible said, we read in First Thessalonians, the reason why people don't believe the truth is simple. God, when they don't believe, they don't love the truth. God leaves them to believe in a strong, may you never believe in a delusion. Yeah. May you never believe in a delusion. May you never believe in a lie. That you are so fixated on a lie 
that you are running, you are destroying your very life because of a lie, because of something you have believed. Today I want us all to pray for mercy, that God should have mercy on us. Every truth that we have rejected, I think I'll bring my message to a close here. Every truth that we have rejected, every truth that we have fought against, every truth that we have prevented from coming to us, May God have mercy on us and bring us back to the truth. Bring us to, to, to the way that is right. So that we don't, we don't destroy ourselves. Yeah, so we don't destroy ourselves. Never preach in a quiet church like this before. Yeah, so that we don't destroy ourselves. Yeah, the truth is scary, ne? Is that how the process say it? Yeah, how do you say it in Zulu? Yatusa. Yeah, yeah, too, sir. Very scary. Yeah, crack, crack. Or they say click in me. Yeah, Something like that. Something. I didn't get it right. At least I'm at about 40%. I'm coming. It's loading. It's loading. But you said the Zulu is easy. It's what? Yeah, too, sir. Yeah, truth is very. Hey! But it's a blessing for God to let us know the truth. Jesus said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Stand to your feet. Let's pray as we close. Lift your hands and pray wherever you are. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Any lie that I have led myself to believe in, any delusion that I've given myself to that is destroying my life, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy now on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Pray for mercy wherever you are. Pray for mercy wherever you are. Lift up your voice wherever you are and pray for yourself right now. Today, God is taking us from the road of destruction to the road of safety. Let us pray for his mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Lepa loka sito sikayaba. Lepa tokalimo sito laya. Have mercy on us as a church, Lord. Have mercy on us as a church, Lord. Have mercy on us as individuals, Lord. Show us mercy, Lord. Show us mercy. Deliver us from strong delusions, from lies, Lord. Deliver, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy on us, Lord. 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 Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Some of us have believed in a lie that you don't need your pastor, you don't need your prophet. You don't need the teachers that God has sent to you. Today is the day of recovery. Today is the day of repentance. Today is the day to come back. Come back. Come back to the right way. Come back to the right way. Come back to the right way. My God. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord. 
Have mercy on us, Lord. La totale beke. Pronti di base. Candolaba. Please have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord. And bring us to the right way. Bring us. Sing the song, sing with us. Take me back, take me back, take me back, take me back. Take me, oh Lord, dear Lord, to the place, to the place where I first received you. Oh, take me back, take me back, take me, oh Let's sing it one more time. Take me back. 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 Oh, take me, oh Lord. Take me back, dear Lord. I can't hear you. To the place where I first received you. Please take me back. Take me back. Take us back. Take us back to the road of truth. We are sorry we rejected the truth. We are sorry we fought against the truth. Let us not be destroyed. Let us not be damned. Let us not believe in a delusion. Lord, by the power of your word and the power of your spirit, let every delusion that has entered in, into our hearts dissolve now in the name of Jesus. Let light shine in every darkness in the name of Jesus. Let every lie be repelled from us that will follow the truth. We will love the truth that will not destroy ourselves. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and just thank God for deliverance right now. I don't know what lie God is delivering you from. I don't know what deception God is delivering you from. I don't know what delusion God is delivering you from today. But just thank him. Deliverance has come. Deliverance. Freedom. Freedom has come. Liberty has come. If the sun therefore set you free, you shall be free indeed. Thank God for freedom right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Father, we thank you. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you, Lord, all over the church. All of those who are watching us from home. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you that deliverance is coming to each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus. That from today, we will receive the truth. We will receive love for the truth. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Say a nicer Amen. amen. 
You can put your hands together for the Lord. We are being set free from believing in lies. Delusions. Sometimes there are some things you don't need to even hear them. Because when you hear them, they are a snare to you. Yeah. May God deliver you from anything that you, don't, you, you cannot handle, that you don't need to hear. Yeah. You don't need to hear. You don't need to hear. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, please, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Jesus is not the Lord of my life. If you could kindly pray with me today to welcome Jesus. Some of us have believed in a life. There's no hell. You just need to die to find out. If you die and there's no hell, good. But if you die and there's a hell, what will you do if you were to die and hell is real? And I came to tell you today, hell is real. There is a hell. If God has said there's a hell, there is you believe and be delivered from that lie today, the better. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. That when I die, I will not go to hell. Bible says, and anyone that shall call on the name Jesus shall be saved. Today, you want to put your confidence in Jesus. You are here like that. Wherever you are, every eye closed, please, every head bow. If you are at home, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, please, every head bow. I want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Please. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. Wherever, in the, in the comfort of where you are standing, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your hand high above your head. I'll pray. Pastor, I don't want to believe in a lie and go to hell and die and only find out that hell is real. That there's a place really called hell that is burning with fire. I don't want to go to hell like that. If you are here like just lift up your hand high above your head. I want to pray with you. If you are at home also, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You lift that up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. My brother, come to me. I'll pray with you. Just come to me. Just walk to me. Walk with boldness to me. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go. I want to go to heaven. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart. They are here like that. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Pray with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Say this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. From today, I am born again. Oh, thank you. Father, thank you for our brother. Thank you that today he's made a decision for you. He will no longer believe in a lie that hell is not real. Indeed, fill him with your spirit and cover him with your blood. Use him for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.